0: I think if you realise the power and the purpose of your gift, it takes you through all the tough times.
1: And my mum always said to me, she's like, even if you don't know what to do, just do something. And that has just kind of been my strategy.
0: There's purpose in everything you do, even your failures. And I think Mm, if you have that attitude, you don't get down on yourself and second guess and you just keep powering.
1: Stop trying to prove things to people who aren't paying attention and who most likely don't care.
2: Welcome to the Seize the Yay podcast. Hello beautiful people, I'm so excited about this week's episode. It's been a very long time in the making and even longer since I've admired these two both separately and together. Guy and Jules Sebastian are two of the world's biggest legends and the sweetest couple to have spent time with. With almost 20 years together, I thought they'd make the perfect guests for a Power Couple episode going all the way back to their teenage days when they met in little old Adelaide singing together. Yep, Jules sings too, which was one of many behind-the-scenes surprises, and while many of you know Guy as the winner of the first Australian Idol in 2003, he actually started out studying medical radiation before thankfully returning to his great gift for music. Since winning Idol, Guy is the only Australian male artist to achieve six number one singles. Nine of his singles have been certified multi-platinum, including the 11-time platinum Battle Scars, the beginnings of which you'll hear him sing in the show. He even holds a record that Ed Sheeran is yet to beat, and yet he remains incredibly humble, warm and grounded as you'll hear. Jules is equally as grounded and grounding of their beautiful family, while also forging her own successful career as a stylist, presenter, host of her own show, Tea with Jules, and an incredible philanthropist, something they both enjoy pursuing together. I have so much admiration for her, and as you'll hear, Guy does too. You're in for a ripper almost hour and a half with some deep behind-the-scenes reflections, random tangents about family, Uber Eats and Guy's original demo CDs, and of course, signature CCA cackles. Of course, knowing I would be recording this at their fabulous home studio with all the fancy equipment, I upgraded my usual setup with a new adapter so they wouldn't have to share a microphone like most of our guests do when there are two of them. So the sound is a little different to usual. Of course, it happened with the Sebastians. I'm such a flipping noob and won't be doing that again. But hopefully, you will enjoy it all the same. Guys, hello. Thank you so much for having me in your recording studio at I home. Too. This is <laughs> too amazing. Too. I've never had anyone so advanced technically in audio look at my kit before and Guy just yeah. taught me something about my microphones already <laughs> in the first minute. <laughs> you're welcome.
0: That's <laughs> well, uh, my job, I guess. I'm a nerd at heart. I've, I've collected a lot of gear over my life. And, I can imagine. And it started quite young. And some of it's still here. Like, I mean, I've sort of got rid of all the crappy stuff that uh, that's all I could kind of afford as a kid. And, and, <laughs> but you make do and you like, it's amazing now what people can record with. I mean, you've just come over with a little laptop and a little Zoom audio interface and three mics and we're recording a broadcast for millions.
2: Millions (laughs) of people. Billions (laughs)
0: of people. And all, all, you know, in my home. So
2: cool. So before we actually start, the first question on every podcast is what the most down to earth thing is about you. And particularly for you guys who are, you know, out in the spotlight all the time and have so many things out there published about you, it was very easy to do research on you both. (laughs) But I think social media and having a profile can create a really glossy exterior. But what's most relatable is the person behind the scenes. Mm. So maybe you can answer for each other. What's the most down to earth thing about each of you?
1: Um okay. I would say tracksuit pants, barefoot or forty shorts, hanging with the kids, <laughs> playing beyblades play on the floor. Maybe. the most
0: down to earth. Do you mean like generally like like as a quality or or like Yeah,
2: or just the no, thing no, that no. makes oh, what suit. they're wearing. I don't know about. Like, oh yeah, I, I mean what know. you're wearing, just, wearing is good. Outfit.
1: I, I don't think- know
0: about <laughs> what specifically I was wearing on a certain day while playing with the kids. I, I, <laughs>
2: okay, we'll I go in more general like- in Yeah, general. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't need to be so specific. I think just the bit that people like to hear about people who they see in the media all the time and they get to see you on the voice and you know as I mentioned just now like we've followed your career since idol and have watched both of you go from strength to strength separately and together but you don't get as much of an insight into the people you guys are when you're at home mm. or when yeah. you're together or when you're just being chill and I think people put others on a pedestal and then find it really hard to take real life inspiration from them because they're like oh they're not they're not real humans like they're like Mm. gods up there which i think you guys are but they might might see
0: me in public you know when when plebs touch me and stuff because i'm always carrying hand sanitizer in case i do get touched by a pleb
1: Um, (laughs) and
0: they might see they might see that
2: (laughs) they generally see that
0: they disconnect
2: this is not a dead hole ad, everyone. Mm,
1: just
0: yeah, let me yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, any um, okay. Yeah. Well,
2: I would say on that <laughs> note, the thing
1: that's pretty special, I think, and unique about Guy, if I can play, pay a compliment, which I'll probably pay a lot of compliments in this podcast to you, I genuinely think what I see on the TV, hear on the radio, see in concerts, is what you are at home. I think that you are just that. And I think that's why people have always warmed to you. Because Mm -hmm. you you don't change. You just Mm. what you see is what you get. Because people always ask me that. They're like, is he really like that? Is he really that
2: nice? And I'm like chill. He actually really is. Yeah. And so I think that's And that's such a good quality because I think a lot of people aren't like that.
1: Yeah. Well they turn they feel (laughs) like they they need to be something Mm. they're not. But there's always, you know, like you've got to be a bit more on when you're on stage, obviously. But you know, like The jokes you crack up on the stage (coughs) are the jokes you crack at home.
0: Or not all of them. Not all of them. Yeah, no, there's some (laughs) There's some coronavirus-related ones that come out only at home. There's some that, you know, around my brothers and around Joel's that I I would definitely not have a career if if some of those jokes got out. But we all have those moments. That's what Mm. makes private moments private and, and, Mm. you know, you can be yourself and be a little little bit risky and not pc and and everyone knows your heart and knows that you're joking and um well i i definitely i feel like i'm no different as a person i think that's that's what weirds people out i think when they see a lot of and i can only speak for myself but i I guess it's a lot of successful celebrities or you know sports people whatever and you don't suddenly just change as a person just because you have success Mm. or just because and I guess some people do, or it gets to the head, or whatever, and, and they disconnect from reality. But I feel like I've just run alongside Guy Sebastian, as like not to speak of myself in third person, like <laughs> like but in like to other people who I am, like the guy Sebastian or whatever, I feel like I'm just running alongside that person or something. It's weird, oh. it's hard to explain. Like I'm running alongside looking at myself, not feeling any different but people know me it's weird than when people know you like i yeah. we just went and got a motor home and i just wanted to do some normal stuff with the kids and and um you know they, they're so often traveling with us and they do some abnormal stuff i mean they're hanging the kids
1: out, well they're hanging out <laughs> on the voice
0: set you know they're meeting five sauce and talking to robbie williams and boy george and kelly Rowland and meeting beyonce and like it's just ridiculous what our kids get to do and so over Christmas we were at different caravan parks, you know, like in in a motorhome, and but then I'm fishing on a break wall with Hudson, and there's like 50 people with their phones out, just like filming us fish, <laughs> and and it, that that it 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 just is a reminder that like I don't feel like I'm somebody who should.
2: Who warrants that kind or of... Or
0: who f- people should care about yeah. and to do that. Like, wh- yeah. I, And so in me I'm going, why would anyone care about me f- not catching fish right now?
2: <laughs> There'll be an article about it. I'm sure I probably read it this morning when I was... Oh, probably <laughs> not. <laughs> researching <laughs> Guy Sebastian, but terrible you,
0: fisherman. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like I sit there going, why would people be interested in that? But then... That person alongside me goes like almost like, oh dude, you're on TV and you're like mm. you're a singer, like But
1: I think that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like mm.
2: it, But he doesn't see it that
1: way. It's like you're just being yourself. And so yeah. it's like you just happen to be really good at something that gives you attention and mm. you know, makes you famous, I suppose, but you're still the same person. That's exactly my point.
0: Yeah, and I would say for Jules, it's um her most down to earth quality. I mean, she's just um Incredible mum, amazing mum, like like insane amounts of activities for the kids. Like it's we discuss it's, the activities. stupid <laughs> how, man, how just how good a life she gives them. Like, a, I mean,
1: oh, a good
0: I mean, p- people might see Jules on Insta or something or whatever. Like she is as hands on as it can get. Like she does everything, and you know we don't have parents here. Like they're they're in Adelaide, and so like largely we're like we depend on maybe a few babysitters every now and then when we've got stuff on but she does everything not not to mention she's a clean freak and like
2: <laughs> yeah, she goes i'm really sorry about <coughs> the mess there was like one apple on the bench like wow but she's Bold just me.
0: um very i don't know just very makes time for people very very down to earth oh my mm. gosh very grounding very balanced like even even in the way we type texts in fits of rage like <laughs> like I, I, I might type a, a a message in a fit of rage like Uber Eats hasn't delivered pro- I'm so sorry Uber Eats I never rant and I ranted about you guys on yeah. social media I'm really yeah. sorry things happen what a clown. I'm like, normally, <laughs> oh my I'm normally positive. This is just like each. the Guy
2: Sebastian show talking about his two personas to each other. No, no, no. I I'm sorry, know. This is what we've to see No, but, but like, I'll just rant,
0: and Jules will sit on a text for six days.
1: Oh, and it infuriates him. Wow. And, yeah, and she just, just thinks about the best
0: way to say something. Am I gonna hurt this person? Am I is this am I projecting the best version of myself? How is this balanced? <laughs> is it measured? Yeah. She's Gilles so is crying, by it, the
2: she's, way, guys. It's, it's, <laughs> I think she's I, so glad that this
0: wise. is recorded.
1: <laughs> she's very
0: wise like that.
1: Oh you got Oh, that's very kind. Oh. That's why I think that's why we were a good match. Yeah. I calm team. the rage.
2: <laughs> yeah. no, you I'm quell the rage. the two. Double personality. That's thing right, That's yeah. going on here. Just so I can figure out who I'm talking <laughs> yeah. to yeah. In the which moment. one's my husband today.
0: <laughs> what would be the thing that makes us the most angry? Am I asking the questions oh, now? Sure, oh, I This is banter. because I was just nice thinking about rage. Like I'm not oh, terribly oh ragey. I'm bad on. I'm um, not
2: terribly ragey. That's a
0: quote of the year. I, I, I used to be like. I used to enjoy gaming because I'd be in the studio and stuff. And then oh, you're a
1: gamer. Yeah, oh, I do
0: enjoy it. Wow. And I've just gotten back into it. Like, literally, oh, in the last mate. few days, I've got the new COD, new Call of Duty. It's very.
2: I suck at Call of Duty. I'm great at games. Nick's really techie, but he can't get the. I think because he overthinks that the movements aren't like in proportion directly to how much force you put. Like, he gets really over techy about it. Yeah, so he's right. terrible. And when COD became a thing we were like, oh, we have to get on this COD thing and learn how to play. It took us, like, eight hours to get past level one because we kept killing the president. Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) Rescue him. Do not shoot a civilian. (laughs) Yeah, it was, like, beginner level (laughs) with two of us and we still couldn't do it. (laughs) How funny. Well, I
0: I only really, I, I did the, like, the... Campaign, but I only really do multiplayer. Like I'm so so I'm MMO
2: RPGs or whatever those real life. You're like the dream girl (laughs) because I know all the terminology. (laughs) But it's bad because I
0: I rage. (laughs) I just live
2: on the internet. (laughs) I rage
0: hard on COD. Like I rage hard and. No, someone's at
1: the
2: door. Sorry. Oh,
1: that's (laughs) alright. I'm so sorry. No, don't be silly.
0: We have a very annoying system. Where anyone who rings our doorbell it goes to our phone. No, it, that's a good
1: idea.
2: Well it's Sorry quite guys. a common
0: thing there, but, <laughs> but um
2: Okay, yeah. I'll start with I'll start with guys. Sure. Um, the first section is called Way TA, which is pretty much everything on your you know, now you're very much seizing your yay. You're living a life that's fulfilling and exciting and full of highlights and, and doing what you love and are good at. But I think one of the most important things is to always go back to the very beginning because it's never an overnight success. It's always multiple decades in the making. People go through so many different phases of not knowing if they're on the right track and diverting and ups and downs and roller coasters. And I also think it's so important to go back and look at what we were like as children because that's so instructive to what you end up doing. So you guys have had a romance of nearly 20 years together, mm. met as teenagers in Adelaide, and so in every article in the world they say when you were knee-high to a grasshopper. I don't know why that's become your really? catchphrase, the two of you. Oh, have you read that about ourselves. Have you read it? It's yeah, in yeah. Every article. Wow. Met when they were knee-high to a grasshopper. I'm like, who uses that? That's such an Aussie <laughs> thing. But only so. about you guys. Yeah. So weird. We were very small. So tell us mm. about your young selves. What were you like as kids? What did you think you wanted to be? Growing up in Adelaide, very idyllic childhood, I can imagine. Start with you, Guy, and then Jules. You go through, and you guys met. I mean, pretty much right at the beginning. But before, yeah, before and after meeting, you know, what were you like?
0: Um, I, I was very sporty. Like, loved sport. Played a lot of cricket, a lot of AFL, and kind of wanted to be a cricket player. But I, I did I, you
2: really? Yeah,
0: like I was wasn't good enough. But um, see what. Well, <laughs>
1: I always tell Guy, like, he's a really good cricket player, right? I'm not
0: really good. I'm just okay. okay
1: he's a good, he's an okay cricket player. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I always say to him, I feel like that's a like an odd sport. Like, most people are like footy yeah. or rugby or like, and AFL. I don't know
0: what she's talking about, yeah, right? Cricket is massive. It's like it's the massive. biggest sport, it's massive.
1: No, yeah. it is, it totally is. But it's like a, it's a, I don't know, I just feel like.
2: It's not one that you hear people common. often going, I just, you know, I really wanted to be a cricketer. Like, like It's just not as cool. I don't know. It's really? not as common. Right. <laughs> well, I feel like everyone wants to be a footy player. Oh, That's I reckon really everyone common.
0: wants to be a cricketer now. Like they are making bank in the IPO. <laughs> they're
2: killing it.
0: Well, I, I was, yeah, sporty. I always loved music um, from a young age. I, I mean, when I was young, young, like six, seven years old is when I first discovered like soul music. So my dad. <sighs> He had the platters, Sam Cook. Like he had some real cool old school salt, and and it was on vinyl and stuff. And wow. um, he was yeah. a
2: geologist, I read. Yeah, my dad's a That's geologist. So cool. He still is.
0: Yeah, he's still he's still working. Like he, I, I want him to stop. He's just. <laughs> I don't know if he. I reckon he'd go crazy if he stopped. My dad. He's just. He's so uh, hard and he's like. He's such a great man. But I had a great dad, great mum, great upbringing. Wow loving family just great food (laughs) great
1: great memories all around
0: love my brothers you know like super tight with my brothers still i got three brothers you were
2: all born in different countries right like you were uh, i was
0: born in malaysia ollie was born in india so my dad was studying well he was studying medicine at the time and then he changed over to Geology met my mum. My mum had quite a. We were talking about it before. She mm. had quite a, um, a colourful, sort of very, very dark at times, sort of childhood. Mm. Um, lost both her parents young, and anyway, they they he sort of stalked my mum and followed her home. <laughs> they they got married very her DMs. Um, Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> and, and and basically had Ollie, my oldest brother, in India. Then they moved to Malaysia. Had me. Then uh, we migrated to australia when i was six years i was the bicentennial year 1988 and um yeah, i was six or seven years old and moved over here and and uh then they had chris and jeremy at box hill hospital in melbourne oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, so, i was
1: melbourne before I lived. yeah we lived
0: in lilydale in in melbourne oh, and then wow. moved uh, i've got tons of family in melbourne heaps no of rellos yeah down in in berwick Um, The Berwick area In the burbs Yeah And so Moved to Adelaide Grew up in Adelaide Was in different bands and stuff Church bands That's where I met Jules Mm. Christian bands We were singing in church And then I was kind of in some pop I was in a pop group as well like (laughs) Called Generate my mom actually a couple of days ago sent me this demo song that we recorded and it's so cheesy and so so hilarious and um
1: it was generate with an eight yeah jenna
0: eight eight. (laughs) because it was four singers and four band members like how how is anyone going to make a living um (laughs) eight people in a band and so anyway i yeah studied like i was pretty good at school i reckon like i I was it just sort of came naturally to me i i I didn't have to study that hard Mm. things just sort of stuck with me like I had a pretty good temporary sort of memory where I'd learn stuff oh man my short term was bananas yeah (laughs) because the night before exams you know I knew there was like a choice of you know these three different essays or whatever that you'd have to write and so I'd just do all three of them but I'd go through textbooks I'd have like I'd quote Text from certain textbooks wow. and like just statistics and stuff and it just stick in my brain yeah. and and I used to study through the night this is no joke I'd study all the way through the night go to my exam in the morning go home and sleep and then by the time I woke up I couldn't remember nothing like I could literally uh, whatever I studied it was like half of it was gone but,
2: but you had it at the key moment yeah, That's yeah I, 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 but I
0: think I've sort of like operated that like that a fair bit where I just sort of I'll get it done. It'll get done eventually. <laughs> and um, But I ended up studying medical radiation. I
2: saw. So I think that's so interesting because you – have obviously come back to music but I always find it really interesting what people end up setting themselves up for like what made you decide to do that at uni why did you veer away from music and was that a backup plan was it because you actually thought that that was your career and music wasn't a career like how did that all play out for you it was sort of
0: a backup plan I didn't really know what to do I I didn't get into physio because physio I think was I think I got 93 or something in year 12 and physio was like 97 or 98 or something and I got the exact score I think I, that I needed to do medical radiation that was like my second or third preference or something dentistry was the first so no, I not. went through <laughs>
2: no nah, but I
0: because I'm named after my grandfather he was a Japanese prisoner of war and he was like oh, tortured wow. and he was honored like he had a so just recently I got honored with a medal yeah a, 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 I saw a, congratulations you know, and um my Grandfather, who I'm named after, Guy Theodore Sebastian, he had the same on a the equivalent in Malaysia from a sultan, and and he was just a really like aspiring sort of inspiring man, and and I visited his grave recently when I went back to Malaysia. But yeah, I I, he was a dentist, and my parents were like, just I don't know, my dad always wanted me to follow in his footsteps and become a dentist. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to make my parents proud, and so I went to do it, and I did this thing called a UMAT test, and I went to. I sort of got through the first one and then it started to become a reality and it's like, I don't want to be a dentist. Like yeah.
2: I, <laughs> what am I doing?
0: <laughs> I, I, I love singing and I love music like and I, lo- I just don't want to do it. And, and so in, anyway, I sort of took a half a year off and then ended up doing my third preference which was med rad, um, medical radiation and then quit in my last year, second to last year or something and, and um, just went for it, just sat down with my folks and I was like, I, I just need to give this a crack. And wow. Recorded demos. um, Went. I I saved up all my money. Went for this trip to Melbourne and put all these demo CDs in at at all the labels over there. And then I had. (laughs) They used to write you letters of responses. So you'd like 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 in the mail they'd write your response to your demos and stuff. And largely, I've had one in my in my drawer for a while most of them were like all about my appearance so they'd go and I was a little fat half Asian kid so like they're all just going (laughs) so
2: poster boy basically (laughs) yeah exactly they're just going you don't have the look we
0: love your voice and I did this I did a couple of originals and then I did this really cool like two-step version of Lionel Richie's hello it's kind of like in that artful dodger um Craig David sort of you know (laughs) (laughs) two-step
2: it was cool (laughs) Do you and still listen
0: to these? No, <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't even know where they are. That oh,
2: would be hysterical. I wish I could find
0: that one. The hello.
2: I'm sure it's
0: yeah, my mum would probably have it. Yeah. Yeah, it was like this really cool arrangement. Um, it started off just normal, like
1: hello. is a meal you're looking for. I can see a breakdown. <laughs>
0: And it was like all like I art want from it right now. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> That's amazing. It was, it was really cool. It was when that sort of two step garage thing was was happening. And um so anyway, did demos, got got feedback that I just didn't have a look. And that was at a kind of pretty superficial time in pop music. So it was all about the Timberlakes and Nsyncs and Jessica Simpson and Britney and like everything was very formulaic and yeah. very like Mickey Mouse visual kind of
2: graduates people.
0: Yeah, but also just very beautiful people, mm. not 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 kind of odd troll looking
2: do So mean. so <laughs>
0: So,
2: <laughs> so self doubt will come back too. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: nah, well then i then idol hit. You know what's funny? Self like I never thought I was a fatty.
1: No.
0: Never really. Th- I never really thought I was a fatty. Yeah, I, I
1: don't think
2: you were a fatty. And I
0: wasn't, I, I think I looked a lot fatter than I was. I never really had like a big gut or anything. Like it, it was, I, I was never. I can't never- believe they
2: actually said that though. Like again, we were talking about before the whole overnight success 10 years in the making. Like all the rejection and literally having to. Fly to Melbourne and hand out demo CDs. Mm. Like people forget that you had to do that. You know, I think it's important yeah, it's, to go through all those. It's steps. part of
0: the process. But then I got extremely lucky by fast forwarding a whole lot of stuff by mm. going on a TV show. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I embrace that process and love that process. Like I think a lot of people try and shun. Like, who cares how you got there? Like, all that really matters is the product afterwards, Absolutely. you know? Like it, it's and look your what you've art. gone on
2: to do with it. Like, it's not like it was a wasted opportunity. You no. obviously and, used and, it as such a great launch. And
0: day. whether it was that or a battle of the bands or whatever the heck I ended up on, I was always going to do music. I, would, I was always going to infiltrate. I'm the most persistent person you've ever met. Like, I will go until I do it. I just never give up.
2: That is so cool.
0: Yeah, I, I just... No, it's not. And that's for everything.
2: It's not an Mm -hmm. option. I love that so much. And I love also, Jules and I were talking about this before, that it's actually quite rare to come across people who, from a young age, find the thing they love, they just go at it, and then they do it, and that's their life. Mm -hmm. And they love it, and they love every second. And I feel like you, you know, learned violin from what? How, how old were you? Like <laughs> yeah, tiny. I was
0: terrible at violin. But then self-taught <laughs> yeah.
2: every instrument and have gone on to produce and write and have a career in it, and there was no mm. other option. But most of us have like such a roller coaster diversion <laughs> of like multiple careers, and I love that you've just been like, nah, I'm doing it, no matter how I get there, I'm gonna get there. Yeah. And you got there, yeah. and it's amazing. It's been
0: awesome, and I, and I mean, I, I've had great people along. The journey as well, you know, in managers and in in record label people, and and um, you know, you you have, you just have this this kind of drive, and and you've you've got to steer the ship, but ultimately mm. it's also who you work with. I mean, I might produce a song and and get it up to a, a kind of really rough demo stage. And I spell out everything that I feel needs to be spelt out, but I'm not going to outproduce an M phases or someone who wears those hats mm. every day of the week. And so mm. I think it's really important to identify your team and who can enhance what you do and make, make yourself a better version of yourself as well. So I've found mm. some great people. I mean, I mentioned M phases, people like Louie, um, Louie who, who, Louis just uh, you know, all these different people I've worked with in the industry and writers and You know, obviously management and and, um, it's, yeah, it's important to have a great team. So it's been great. I mean, I've had the biggest year of my life probably in in my career in the last year as far as just like it was just insanely busy and and Mm I found so much purpose in what I do and it's great. It's awesome.
2: Oh, it's amazing.
0: Your turn, Jules. Yeah. Jules. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to go Jules. from Idol because <laughs> we were
2: both there and then the progression from then, but Jules, before that, let's go back to your childhood. <laughs> Working at McDonald's in Modbury. <laughs> <laughs> I sure. you know all of this. Yeah, I've got cr- your Christian college, Torrens Valley Christian School. <laughs> yes. Um, How you used to take your Macca's pay packet next door to Tea Tree Plaza oh, to blow it yeah, all on clothes. Oh, so the fashion gosh, has been around what all that have time. have been reading? This, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, fashion Suzanne. was obviously there, there for, yeah, from an early
1: was. age. It was. I was a bit similar to Guy in that way, where I mean, we had a very similar upbringings, great, strong families, very loving, stay at home mums. Both of our mums, my mum my is Scottish, my dad is Irish. They both came here when they were 18 and, like, in the early 20s, they separately from Scotland and Ireland oh. came to Sydney just for a visit, just to kind of see Australia. And met each other. My dad was this, like, bearded, guitar-playing, folk-singing folk singing <laughs> Irishman <laughs> and just won my mum over. And um, they had a baby, so then they were locked in. Oh, yeah. um, and they never um, left. They never left, <laughs> yeah. so sweet. Then they moved to Adelaide because they discovered Sydney was hard and expensive, um, so Adelaide was a bit more of a family kind of place to live yeah. and then had me and my little brother. And off we went. Yeah, but just a beautiful upbringing. No complaints. Just yeah. fantastic. Um, you know, we we lived in a cul de sac, so 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 many kids in the street to play with. Really nice community. Mm. Went to church. Just really solid. A very solid life. And then yeah, so I I was a little less directional than guy
2: yeah. was in my life
1: <laughs> i loved sport i was really really sporty people are really shocked and surprised by that um, did,
2: did you study pt i read yeah. that you did a pt course yeah oh,
1: amazing. <laughs>
2: how do you know this is oh, <laughs> no, i love my research I
1: love
2: it. <laughs> um, i've got the names of your schools I've got everything.
1: <laughs> she
0: used to do aerobics in in her sleep oh it was yeah. so weird yeah, yeah. like
1: uh, yeah so I, I actually in my first year out of school I went to um, the Conservatorium of Music in Adelaide
2: for wow. a year. So I don't yeah. think
1: people know that about you either that yeah. you're both musical. Yeah. I that you met singing. We met singing. When you yeah. were like 13. Yeah <laughs> we were so young and we just Babies. sang in, you know sang at church and we were just in the band and that's sort of how we kind of I guess bonded and connected and mm. we had a bunch of friends doing the same thing. It was Fun. It was so much fun, and mm. we learned so much, and yeah. I loved it. Yeah, and then I I thought that might be a career path that maybe I would like to go down. And when I got to uni, I was like, Nah, this is <laughs> nah, not into this. <laughs> and everyone was so much better than me, and I was like, Nah, I don't want to. I don't want to be the worst in the class. So, and and I discovered that it wasn't something. I I wanted to do it because I liked it. I didn't want to do it because I wanted to make money from it. I just ah, wanted to keep it as a fun activity. Yes. Um so then I got a little lost after that. I was like, okay, well then what do I want to do? Yeah. So I went and studied cuz sport and music were my two kind of things growing up that I really loved. Mm. But I always I guess had that creative flair. And so it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that I later on went into fashion and and styling and that sort of thing. Um but it wasn't I didn't know that was a job. I didn't know that that was something you could do as, as a career. So mm-hmm. I d- it wasn't an option in wasn't my mind. It wasn't even on the radar. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We're in Adelaide,
0: like, in the suburbs. Yeah. There's yeah. not many people <laughs> meeting stylists. a
2: lot of red scum. carpets no, going on. No. <laughs> but I
0: think it's a, it's it's really inspiring as well because, like, I, I've watched Jules navigate through life and her biggest thing was, like, what, do i do like what am i like Mm. i love these things and so many there's so many people out there especially at a young age where they're trying to figure themselves out and Mm. they're just lost in this kind of barren wasteland of no direction and Mm. and and they're hoping that this voice will go this is what you're supposed to do and it'll be magical and (laughs) they'll have this epiphany but
1: still waiting (laughs) waiting
0: it it just doesn't it doesn't work like that for Mm. so many people and and um you know, it was. It's just been really great watching Jules and and having her create space for herself. You know, yeah. she's. I've watched her create this space for herself, and she's tried all these different things. She's done little courses here and there, and then been depressed and and crying <laughs> and mm. like it's been this journey of trying to figure out what she is, and she's like self doubts and thinks you know like she uh, and you know, but then reaches this place where she's. Um, finds a niche and and yeah but I think that's it you know probably one of the other things about you that's so down to earth is like people wouldn't know that that you still have all the insecurities that everyone has Mm.
2: how am I crying again (laughs) (laughs) no I I think that is that is why it's it is so beautiful to have seen what you've done with your career because, firstly, you guys have been together in this whole journey. So guys' Mm -hmm. music career exploding and being so clearly focused. Yeah. By contrast, would probably have made it even harder to not have your own direction. But then to forge a path where you're now living an incredibly, completely independent, successful career is just amazing.
1: Yeah, and I think... I think what I realised is when, when we first got married, we very quickly moved to another country. We lived in New York. That was the first place we sort of moved to. And That was probably a year after we got married. I didn't have a visa. Mm. I couldn't you work. You couldn't do it. It was illegal to, you know, work or whatever. So guy was busy. I was in a different country on my own. I didn't know anybody. I was just in a country just figuring out.
0: You did a fashion course? Who was that? I
1: Oh no! So in New York, I I did a a writing course. Mm. <laughs> I would just do things. I was like, yeah, just well, "What can I?" I'm not going to sit stuff. around and drink Pottery. coffee all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I did a writing course in in New York City. I thought I was I thought I was Carrie Bradshaw, just Girl. getting around New York, <laughs> yeah. doing a writing <laughs> yeah. course, hailing my calves in my heels. Oh yeah, <clears throat> it was amazing. But it was a very I I, I sort of cemented this position where it's like. As the support yes. for for the person I love, mm. and so that was a real kind of shift in my mind. Because from then on, we came back to came back to Australia, then moved to LA, and we were there for a number of years, kind of back and forth, back and forth. So it was very hard for me to, because I had such a solid direction, such a solid job, and he was there for a reason. Like every time we'd fly into New um, into LA, I would think. What am I gonna do? What am I here for? Like, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, what's I, my role? Yeah, I'm not an actor, I'm not a muse, I'm not I don't belong in this town. This town isn't like I've got nothing for this town, this town is nothing for me. I'm I'm probably gonna get a great suntan at yeah. the end of it all. <laughs> yeah. But pluck so up
2: some frequent flyers. That's right.
1: <laughs> but um I just I just made those opportunities into like opportunities I suppose and so I did a makeup course while I was over there I was like Mm. what's what's better than like coming home and saying I did a makeup course in LA I did a writing course in New York City so I just made the most of it and I just would go around and assist makeup artists for nothing because I wasn't allowed (laughs) to get paid and (laughs) I had a great time just sort of exploring that but I saw my role in that time of life as guy support Mm. and so but that's a like a very hard transition as finding your identity in that and being okay with it and not going, oh, but what about me? What, like, can't this be my time as well? Mm Because, you know, we were kid free and it was like our 20s and the glory days and all of that. But I think I saw the worth that I was bringing to the relationship and what he needed from me. And so I just, and my mum always said to me, she's like, even if you don't know what to do, just do something. And that has just kind of been my strategy.
2: It's my such whole life. a good one. <laughs> I know because she saw that I was a mess probably. She's like, just don't
1: stop. Just, just If you don't know what to do, just do something. Mm. And I've just always done that and tried to make the most of, of every opportunity.
2: I think it's such a good example as well of why I like doing these couples episodes as well is when you go through the way TA and see like the diversions and the different ways that people get lost and find themselves and lost. Sometimes it isn't an individual thing. Sometimes mm. you do it when you, especially when you're together from so young, there are times when one of you will have more direction and one of you might move for someone and then it'll swing back the other way. And part of finding yourself is doing that within your unit and what you both need it. Or, you know, what you, I just think it's beautiful that you guys have been able to go through so many chapters yeah. and mold through so many different countries and, and phases and still come out the other end amazingly happy and, and hugely successful.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably made us stronger. Mm. All of those different odd places to just navigate and have, like, you just plonked into it and you're like, okay. What do we do with this? Just yeah. get on with it.
2: <laughs> and no one would look at you now and think like I now. I'm like Jules. is so successful. You have a foundation. You have Tea with Jules. You have still your styling career. You've been on TV. I think you, were you on TV before, Guy? Like you had your own separate TV <laughs> career. I know.
1: I don't know how that happened.
2: See, I just but really don't. no one don't. would think that you've that you had such angst
1: and <laughs> it started of with loss. Style Me,
0: right? That was the first. Yeah, thing. the MTV. The
1: MTV one. One. was that <clears> before Guy was on TV? Was that before? no, no? That was after I just had Hudson. He was five weeks old at the time <coughs> and I had I'd been styling for quite a while and um I met this production team I was actually styling one of Guy's videos oh and, amazing. and they were they were doing the video so I'd met met them them and MTV had approached them to make this show called Style Me. It was like a makeover show for teenagers basically teenagers that were what do they call them style tragics and so <laughs> um so they emailed me and I was like breastfeeding, you know, like newborn, yeah, just a mess. I'm not presentable a to mess. the public. No. <laughs> and they're like, can you style this show? And I was I thought they wanted me to style the show. I didn't realise they wanted me to be the on-camera stylist. And I was like, nah, no way. never been on TV, don't know how to do that. I've just had a baby, absolutely not. Yeah. Anyway, they convinced <laughs> me to go, do the audition, got the job. I came hmm. home to go and I was like, so I got the job. I'm on TV. I don't, know what, I don't know. what do I do? Who do I? Do I need a... What, what do I do now?
2: <laughs>
1: How do I do this? Yeah, and she I'm got just... very ahead of herself. Like, what, mm.
0: what happens now? Like, uh, and am um, I going to be the biggest host in
1: <laughs> Am I Julia Am <laughs> <So> I basically
2: <laughs> famous in Europe? Am right going to win <laughs> That's a <Shag> happening? <laughs> I, bet, I mean, that is just so cool. And you guys have really gone on and done so many different things in different areas but also obviously in ways that complemented each other. So... From there, from being married, from idol like propelling you onto the scene, and then having to balance your your private life and moving and chapters and parenthood, like nine top ten albums as well, like just beyond. I think Battle Scars was like eleven times platinum or something. I
0: think yeah, like, I think so, all the records yeah. on the wall.
2: It's just <coughs> amazing. And you guys started a foundation together in two thousand and thirteen. There's just been so much that's happened. I like don't even know how to condense it all into <laughs> an episode. But tell us about that journey and i think you know the second segment of the podcast is called an ATA. sometimes mm. they've they're separate talking about the challenges in the journey but i think here they kind of mesh together what mm. has that whole journey been like finding your purpose and finding you know guy i wouldn't necessarily think you know when you probably came off idle and then have had all these all these growth years that you're still having bigger years each year is bigger than the last like to mm, to maintain that momentum and your creativity like and have have your family and renovate <laughs> like you guys are just a power <laughs> yeah. couple how are you doing it all and then what is
0: well it's been yeah it's been seventeen years since idol which That's um crazy. For, for people who were um i guess aware of idol and aware of when i was on there and and um that
2: was a big that, part that of would my spin a,
0: yeah that spins a lot of people out seventeen years because i mean i' i i literally have five year olds come up to me as fully grown 21 year olds now who who yeah. are who are like Oh yeah, I watched you on Idol when I was a kid. I remember yeah. my family voting for you, and um,
2: Angels Brought Me Here was like our theme song. <laughs> yeah, <it> was, <laughs> for that whole twelve months, and it was such a moment.
0: I guess it was also very, it was very real for me too. So I, th- I think people um, don't re- realize. I mean, obviously, it was the first one. I didn't even know if it was going to yeah
2: do make well, it to right?
0: TV. First of all, you remember we thought maybe it's a pilot. Like, uh, is it going to be picked up? Like. I knew they did like an Idol in, in the UK, but I, I thought maybe we were just auditioning and that I didn't know if it was actually going to go to TV wow. or like I, I wasn't really sure. It was really like
2: sure. speculative at the time. Well, it was the I'd first
0: never, one. Yeah, I'd never
1: been yeah, on TV. Of yeah,
0: And so we sort of yeah, tried out for Idol. And then I, I think I just overnight had to click into a new life because I mean, I was living at home still in Adelaide. I was very sheltered, I was only 21. But I was a young twenty-one God, year old. Twenty-one. Twenty-one back nice. then, I feel, is a lot younger though. Like oh, twenty-one back and then Adelaide
2: and, twenty-one as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Younger. <laughs> yeah. Basically fine. He's so, basically fine.
0: Yeah. So, so I moved over. I was on my own. It was a very, very tough thing to navigate yeah. when, when um, I moved over on my own because I, I mean, I was surrounded by. So many friends. I had so many mates, like sports mates from mm. cricket, from footy, <laughs> church mates, like my <laughs> school mates. mates. We were all super tight. Yeah. I mean, we still had an indoor cricket team together from school. Oh, that that that's I was in that sweet. for fifteen years or something in that team. They were called Seven Honks and a Black Man. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. It was a bit, a little bit uh, not PC, but but uh, but you know I had a real tight knit group of mates who would just do they do anything for you, and then yeah. suddenly I'm um, thrust into the spotlight. And and when I first started, it was full on like blokes were real, br- blokes were really weird about. It, and then I lived on the northern beaches for a little while, and I, I loved surfing, and I'd like I, it was pretty hard to navigate. Like I got massive amounts of abuse and like really? like shocking stuff. Like had bad words spray, uh, spray painted across my front no of my car like way. I had like it was bad people would just flick lit cigarettes into my hair and like into yeah. my afro and That's like so and
1: Atrocious. dudes were
0: constantly trying to start fights and if like someone's girlfriend came and got a photo or something like it and <laughs> it was like...
2: And you're just this Adelaide kid, like, it's what so is... so insane. Oh, like, I don't even And understand. no one
0: to get my back. Like, yeah. I, I, I was on my own. I had no friends. Gosh. Like, I've moved to Sydney. I knew no one.
1: Were you still in Adelaide? Yeah, I was still in Adelaide. Yeah, Jules Adelaide. lived in... Yeah. We
0: did long distance for years and then we sort of did split you? up for... A, we split up for a little bit too and then... um.
2: Before that.
0: Um, yeah, before really? all of that. But it was just like
2: huge transition i was pretty lonely
0: and it was pretty it was real hard to like like i didn't understand it because people would come up to me and the things they'd say to my face i was like in adelaide like you'd you'd that you'd have a massive punch on for something like that and you're made to jump in and like and i'm just sitting there having to swallow all this abuse for ages and it sort of starts to change who you are and you Mm -hmm. start to get like real bitter and really um
2: what I don't know. It's exclusive it as on. well. Like you just don't want to go. Out and that's I why know, like, so things, I bought my my yeah. first
0: house. I bought was in Palm Beach. Like Away. I, I just was like, I want to go out there, and I'm just gonna fish. I like, I'll just catch squid off the pool, and like, I'll mm. cook and live. I bought a dog. Like that was my. <laughs> li- I was like, this is my life. Like I've had my time on TV. I, it'll end. Everyone just told me it'll end. You know, like everyone just said, oh, you know, you've had your time, and and then I was right because it was such a. A mind-boggling transition from idle. When before I won, I went to my first arias, and everyone was all over me. Like, like that was intense. You know, John Farnham knew my name. Like everyone, everyone's giving me compliments. And then I won, and I released my first album, and it broke all these records. It's still the the highest selling album in a week or whatever. Ed Didn't Sheeran you record
2: it in like six days, five days. Yeah, <laughs> With three Ed Sheeran told songs me this recently. Ed
0: Sheeran came up and he goes. I've beat everybody in every country pretty much for the highest sales in you know in the first week. Except (laughs) for you. (laughs) I I didn't even know I had the stat like the the record and, and and anyway, so I didn't need to do anything for that. I was on a show. I get it. Like I know I didn't really work as hard as some other people i get it like i i'm i'm right there i i, I was in the industry already at that point for five six years i started at 14 yeah. session singing doing church stuff touring singing for free like i understood that i was i got a pretty quick little handball into the industry um and then the next areas. oh my gosh what a f- what a flip that was because everyone kind of like I mean I had I won't name artists because I think a lot of them regret some of those words. They've apologised for some of the things that they've said I to me. I just can't
2: believe there was so much negativity. Oh, like you would shocking. think it would just propel you into what a beautiful community I've grown. Like, <laughs> no. you know, it should be such a positive experience because no, you've been a think, huge role model for so many people. But you quickly
0: learn that you have to insulate yourself sometimes from, people projecting their own insecurities onto mm. you. If you take all of that on board, mm. you'll, you'll self-destruct. And that's all it is because there's people in a, in, a, in a room that all feel so insecure. They're at, at an award ceremony yeah. and every single one of them, people will get up on the stage, they'll pretend not to be articulate because they care about what their peers think. They'll, yeah. oh, I want to appear as this sort of person that can't string a sentence together because that's cool in my scene. And, like, <laughs> and it's all of that's kind of changed now and everything's... Yeah you know sort of flipping but but people are only saying those things because they're sitting there desperately insecure themselves and do i fit in like i need to rip others down so that i fit in and yeah. um success and you,
2: is very intimidating as it, well like it well, is, soon as someone's doing well it's hard for people to to deal with that oh yeah
0: Oh yeah, and 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 one thing that I will say, if I'm ever going to give myself any sort of not not a compliment, but if I'm ever going to evaluate myself in a positive way, um, at the risk of sounding arrogant, I don't care what other people do. As mm-hmm. far as if someone's successful, doesn't affect me like on an in a negative way. I, I want people to win. Like yeah. if there's a friend that wins a hundred million bucks in a lottery, I will not one ounce of thought. Will come into my mind of why wasn't me of
2: comparison, yeah, yeah or yeah.
0: or like, like how why does he deserve it or or she deserve it. like that? Just isn't in me, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm not saying that as in I'm great because of that. I'm saying that as in I'm so grateful because of that. Like yeah. I'm grateful that there isn't this kind of inbuilt thing in me that I have to overcome that has to deal with other people's success. Like I don't sit on Instagram and look at someone's legs you know <laughs> like, like on an, at an infinity pool in malibu yeah. going, like oh There's i need to do more down. with my life
2: yeah me too i was like the legs are <laughs> like a yeah, lot of legs
0: in am shower <laughs> <laughs> no i like my legs um a bit hairy but no but you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah. I think i've um i've navigated this industry well because i i haven't
2: taken in, stuff
0: you yeah. know like i've taken it on the chin and i've gone i've realized it is what it is and I've realized why it is. And, yeah. and so
2: a lot of self-reflection, it sounds like as well.
0: Yeah, and just a lot of just literally a, a lot of silent bird flipping.
2: Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> but silent ones <laughs> are more powerful, don't you think? Like yeah, and, and I just only give people fuel. Or... And, and
0: and and then I'm there again and I, I didn't pay for my ticket. Like like I, I I'm I, I was invited again to another Arias. And so that the people that slammed me the, the year before uh are, are, Uh, literally non-existent because their attitude is like that with everyone. And Mm. so they've got their karma. Like Mm. it doesn't need to come from me or, or Mm. you know, like I I go there year after year and I see people come and go. And I see the people that treat people terribly generally are the ones that they don't stick around. Totally. We, we need. We just need to love each other and mm. be kind and like realize that we're all in it together and Absolutely. like not project your insecurities in that way. And so, I think ultimately, if I had to sum up everything in one paragraph, it'd be the. I think the reason for for my longevity and my success is because I understand the root reason of why I was put on this earth with my gift. And and I think if you realize the the power and the purpose of your gift it takes you through all the tough times so you have songs that do nothing that you push you 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 write it everyone's high-fiving in the studio dude it's a hit this is slamming man this is awesome <laughs> and then you go and you record it and you do a photo shoot and you you sit with the marketing team and they go oh we're going to approach this publication we're going to do get you on this show and you'll do sunrise here in the today show and we'll get you in a and jackie owen fixing whipper and everyone else and and you do that whole thing and, and you release it and you promote it and no one cares and you do that six times in a row and no one cares and then you start going, this is the end. And <laughs> <back to play. laughs> it's over. <laughs> but, but then you have this person ride in and go, this song, which in my head you can go down the path of it's a failure, it really helped me through, mm. through this time oh, in my life. Or, yeah. or I play this every morning and my kids love this song and I, this just makes my day and you go, wow is my purpose for my art, does that rest in streaming numbers or airplay or, or, does, it, yeah, or does it rest in how my music moves people? Mm. And the charts will come. It's a numbers game. It, it'll come when you write stuff that connects with the masses. But there's purpose in everything you do, even your failures. And I think mm. if you have that attitude, you don't get down on yourself and second guess and you just keep powering and, and um, you know, and I've had a lot of failures but I've had a lot of wins and a, I've been very lucky. I, I can't sit here and say it's all because of a certain anecdote or my wise um, <laughs> approach to life. I haven't <laughs> thought i've just done it i've just gone through it i haven't sat back and gone hmm, how am i going to navigate this
2: but isn't that even more of an example for others that you don't have to sit and sit and overthink your direction you just sometimes just sit and do what you're good at and do yeah. what you love and everything follows like you don't have to reverse engineer and sit and plan like mm. you can just put your head down and mm-hmm. and do what comes to you and Absolutely. i love with your music that you've gone through so many genres that don't necessarily feel trendy at the time but you're like mm. this is what i'm feeling I'm moving R&B right now and it's yeah, yeah. your ability to just like flow with what is coming out of you creatively and make people follow along with that whether or not it's with or against the grain is, mm. is amazing. But I think
0: that's the key too and, and that's why I see so many people self, uh, self-destruct because mm, I follow. am unashamedly pop. I love, <laughs> pop, yeah, I love it <laughs> but I love the challenge of a pop song like yeah. pop is just popular music like it is so difficult I grew up I mean we listened to jazz and fusion and like we used to nerd out on like we'd sit and watch musos and we'd I'd mimic stuff and like the things that I know on a scale level or on a chord level or on a gospel level the runs I can do like I've learned that stuff like mm. I've that's in me I've learned it but it doesn't that's not necessarily what makes me tick. Like what makes me tick is writing a song that sticks in people's head, that moves them, that, that makes them feel something, whether it's happy or whether it's a, a darker song, like, mm. you know, like before I go or something that has a bit more of an emotive edge to it. Like that's what makes me tick. But I've never swayed from it, even though, you know, I, I might've had shtick from, from people who um deem themselves as credible or more credible or, yeah. or more indie or more like, they're cool, we're cooler, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're cooler than yeah. you. Yeah, you are. So it, it, and, and it <laughs> Absolutely <does> cooler than <laughs> me, that's <correct>. fine.
1: <laughs> and, and,
0: and when it's made me change, I've hated myself. Yeah. Uh, so when I've changed myself, and I have, that's when the self-reflection has come in and I've yeah. stopped and gone, what are you doing, dude? Like,
2: and you course correct along the way. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so I think, yes, you power through and you do what you do, but you do need to come to a point at times where where you you might be doing the same thing over and over again and you need to just realize how to get back to your true self and what what you love and
1: yeah.
2: i love that even like i was in here for two seconds and you're already just riffing and like singing and like it just seems to run through your body like just it's you're like a vessel for music
0: i it's I, I do love it but i need to get i need i've realized i need to get back into it because because i'm like I, I get i've been distracted i've had a pretty full-on year and then i've yeah. had the biggest break i've ever had three weeks i took off Fully like off, mm. switched yeah. off. And and um, that's that I know that doesn't sound like a heck of a lot no, of time. No, it's,
2: it's huge. For me, I get
0: anxious. I'm like, oh, I'm a, I've failed now. This is it. I'm a has been. I've <laughs> taken three weeks off. <laughs> yeah, and <really>. I get <laughs> itchy all and nervous. <laughs> and, um, so I've just started writing again. I had a night hanging out with some friends um, the other night. Jules was away and, and we we're just playing music and like they're, they're muso friends and oh, um,
2: just German.
0: Amazing. Oh, I was just like, what am I doing? Like, dude, get back into the studio and get back creating, like, because I, like, I just picked up a little fishing boat and then I'll deck that out <laughs> and I'll get all my rigs and I'll spend the night, like, <laughs> rigging up and, like, doing Ziploc bags full of, like, squid jigs ready to go. And, like, <laughs> like, and, and then I, I'm into cricket. Like, I went and had a net session with Brett Lee and Shane and his <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, that's
2: amazing. Like,
0: because like, I, I, I've got my hobbies and then. Yes. And then I'm doing all these things to procrastinate and put off because in my mind getting back into this, I know what's involved. I'm here for 12 hours mm-hmm. in here and I and I don't come out. And so sometimes we're so scared to just like tackle something head on and we do everything but <laughs> and you can think to yourself that you're being lazy and you beat yourself no. up. But you're just actually a bit scared to start again.
2: I also think so that the next section is called play TA, which is pretty much the idea that everyone, no matter how passionate you are about what you do and no matter how successful you are, we all need a vocation or a hobby or something mm. that's away from our productive mm. self.
0: I forgot to mention golf. <laughs> oh,
2: my gosh. That's the one that takes the longest yeah, amount golf of time. Is,
1: golf is. Oh
2: you, I imagine, and I, I, like, I'm just guessing, but you would come back so much fresher even if you don't think you need a break or you don't want a break those brain breaks from your your passion and your focus allow you to refresh oh and like my come gosh. back with cooler ideas especially
0: as a creative like as a writer yeah, yeah. oh my gosh like Jules just went away to spend a fair bit of time down the south coast and she she was down there just writing and and spent a couple of days Writing and 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 um. And I
1: never do that. Never. 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 <laughs> never. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I just needed. Just school to holidays to seem yeah. like an eternity, and I needed some time and space to just mm. like be. Mm. And get just have no schedule, like no one, no plans, no plan, yeah, yeah. commitments. And, yes. So liberating. Yeah. Two days. That's all I needed, and I was good. Mm.
0: And it was great for me because I have got a babysitter her kids and sort of. <laughs> you can
2: have date you know, night. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So I definitely want to come back to the, joking, the date night and yeah. the playtime. But first, just finishing off the uh, the other section, Jules, for you having found what makes you tick, yes. tell us about when you did actually find some more direction and when yep. you did figure out what you want to do. And we were talking before how you don't know how to explain to people what you do because there are so many different things involved but i mean tea with jewels one of the very very first people to kind of come out with those human interest stories Mm. and and reveal different sides of people who we we hear a lot from and then girls who glow and the foundation like tell us about about everything you've been up to before we get to playing i think yeah tea with jewels
1: is an interesting one I, i just realized the other day it's been five years since I started Tea with Jules, I was like, what? <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess it was one of the first ones. I just had this, I, I think I just really like people. Mm. I'm very interested in humans. And tea. And tea. And I tea. like tea. <clears throat> Opens up the conversation. But um, <laughs> I, I just really, I thought, oh, my gosh, I get to meet so many interesting people in my job through Guy. And I was like, I just feel like people need to know about this, I, like, People need to know about this person that I know. Like, yeah. how can I do it? How this? cool are they? Yeah. And I just started. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I literally was like, how do you get a camera crew to like, where do we do this? How? Who do you know? Like, yeah. What I are all a, the things? I had a list of people I wanted to talk to, and I just did it. I had no, had no plan. <laughs> still
2: don't have a plan. <laughs> but it's still, <laughs> still
1: it's five seasons it. in, and it's amazing. Five years in.
2: Yeah. And amazing. I yeah. love
0: that there's no plan, though. I, like, there's no, it's not like there's this huge ultimate goal. She just literally wants to chat It's to for the pleasure. Yeah,
1: and it doesn't yeah. make any money. You probably understand that, Sarah.
2: Uh, word to you, girl. Like, <laughs> like I pay
1: to do it. Yeah, I,
2: yeah, it, it costs, costs
1: me. It costs it's me. It's not cost neutral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it costs me an arm and a leg. Um, but, but, but the joy
2: that you get from yeah, those conversations.
1: I, I think it's really important. I think and it actually makes me happy to see you know, people doing it now that it's mm. kind of where podcasting was not a thing back then. And now it's a really strong kind of platform that people are using. And I think it's great. I think these conversations are really important. I think mm. it helps people. It's helped me. It's, you know, pushed me forward. It's given me fresh ideas, you know, you get inspired by something or you learn something and you apply it in your own life. And so, yeah, I selfishly kind of take it on board. Yeah,
2: no, this whole yeah. thing is selfish for me yeah, as well. I'm totally. like, it's just me having chats with people and I bring the microphones to legitimise the whole thing. But I mean, <laughs> that's just a side effect. I know,
1: that's how I feel. But then that's led me in all sorts of different directions. People go, oh, you can do that. Can you come and host this thing or can you be on a panel here or can you come on TV and talk about that? And mm. because, I, because I worked as a stylist for... About a decade. I was. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm very old. Do you still style? I do. I. I. Yes and no. Yeah. I come in and out of retirement. Yeah.
2: Nice. For for worthy causes. <laughs> for worthy causes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like um, this jumper situation I'm right. yeah. wearing right now. <laughs> it's very it fashion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, people.
0: The, people really do think that Jules dresses me though. Yeah. She's, I thought she's that only she ever really. I mean, you styled me on a couple of occasions. On actually, my, one of my favorite shoots, and I think all my whole fashion. Turned around when Jules styled me. Actually,
1: wow. Yeah, I reckon.
0: I reckon my whole fashion and my approach to fit clothes and stuff. Yeah. She styled me, and I was like, "This is really dope." Like at that. <laughs> so point, dope. And, and, I, and I and I My like, work is dope. <laughs> but I just was not really that into clothes. Like I <laughs> like I was, I was, but I just wasn't that into it. And then at that point, something shifted, and then and then I met a friend of mine, Gabe, as well, who's a great style. Like you know, he he styled me on the X Factor and stuff like that, and he's like he's a good friend and, yeah, I, I've just, I've loved watching, watching Jules.
2: Yeah. Of style of I think it's a thing that people, because we all have to put our outfits together mm. anyway, mm. I don't think people really understand the art form, like how it could be a career. Yeah. What do you actually, like, are there principles that you apply <laughs> or do you just like have a vision and like, say, for example, if you were a dressing guy today, like mm. what would you, what's your thought process like what does styling mean do you find a piece and then you want everything to work around the piece that you like or do you just do you know what I mean yeah. like I'm like how well, do you actually do it
1: it's different for different things yeah, so yeah. I was working a lot with musical artists okay. and musical artists are fun because they become another person they become a persona of themselves mm. and it's like an extension or a, or a bit more of a creative or a bit more of a fabulous kind of side to them but you also get to give them an image as well so a lot of musical artists are like they're great at the singing part and the writing and but they don't know how they want to dress or Mm. what direction they want to go in that way and so you get to help form that for them but yes it comes in all different like dressing for every day is not the same as dressing for a video shoot or or yeah, yeah yeah so I just think it comes down to the essence of the person, their personality, what they like, what they don't like, and I think it's really important to listen to that. Yeah. And it's half counseling session and half I was dressing. Say, yeah. Like, it's and it half doesn't a personality. Honestly, dissection. it doesn't matter who. And I've worked with some pretty hectically famous people. It doesn't matter you know how well known they are. Everyone has something about themselves that they find uh, like, yeah that they don't like yeah they're, yeah they're insecure about something or they're very strong on something they don't like and they will not wear mm. or they they have a clear direction on what they want to do so i feel like it it has to come down to what that person really does like yeah and, and, and just then you just yeah that. then you just help them bring it out um it's so cool. yeah it's really fun
0: and it, it's interesting too like watching Jules is being very nice as well. Like, like it, it's a tough job too. Like all the, all the all the pickups and all the like. It's so much work goes mm. into going to different sample l- like houses yeah, yeah, and like just pulling pieces, like just yeah. pulling pieces yeah. and then dropping them all off and making sure they're all dry clean. and like like it's a lot of work. But mm. then also like she's worked with some rotten people. Like like oh, that yeah. are hard to it's hard to, to navigate through. And even as a husband, like I'm in the industry and I look at how I would treat a stylist, I would never. I would never just on purpose make their life difficult just mm. to like stamp that I'm above them or something. And yeah. so watching her work with certain celebrities or whatever, and it, you know, like that's that's now my wife doing that, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, I'm watching people treat my wife in certain ways ways you know, like, <laughs> and, and, and especially if it's like dudes or if yeah. it's um, you know
1: like, you do get a thick skin like mm. i often <laughs> open a conversation with someone i'm styling and i'll say i'm unoffendable like don't worry about what i want this is about you and what you want so yeah. if you hate it we're starting again this yeah. is i'm unoffendable don't don't I want worry to about be comfortable. me just yeah. wasting
0: time otherwise yeah. yeah and
1: also there's generally a thousand people involved in the decision so it's like not only is it the person you're dressing it's the, the photographer the, yeah, yeah everyone or yep. the the lighting guy or the person that's doing the set the because editor, the editor this, the label the manager the manager the, the, label, the, <laughs> manager, the <laughs> boyfriend the whatever it is there's like a bunch of people that you kind of have to get the idea across the line and yeah. Then you do all of the work, <laughs> so you've you've found the ultimate spadangly gold sequin dress that's you know, <laughs> know cut on the bias and it's perfect and it's fit and it's tailored. I don't and remember you wearing you the pre- gold dress. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> when was that? that? And everyone goes, oh. It's not quite the right gold. Oh, know, like, oh God, love them.
0: <laughs> or you style them and they're, they're looking banging, and they're off to the races or something, and they're they're staying at the crown, and and they've walked through the shops and they saw these other shoes, and they're like. Oh my god, I love those shoes! I, I have neither. to have those shoes. And then they <laughs> wear.
1: That? then they wear that? A those third guy that comes out. So
0: they wear those shoes and they're they oh, no. are just horrid. They don't go with the outfit and Jules. That is,
2: oh, and then Jules has to yeah. like people editing put a name your, to it. your yeah, outfit. Yeah, there's just- been, <laughs> like that. There oh. been a lot of that. Oh gosh. Yeah, and yeah, you
1: just you sort <laughs> just of roll with it. Yeah, in the end, I was like, okay, I feel like I'm just the person bringing the clothes, and then everyone ma- makes everyone else makes the decision, yeah. and then you lose the entire a creative process because you're like
2: here's, here's I'm, I'm just like the, here's the things bad yeah. lady that brings all the stuff yeah
1: that's when it's like it's soul destroying this is like, happening
0: yeah. in an hour oh. here actually with Dale oh My you're getting, guys getting it's coming
1: <laughs> and oh. it's a big
0: one it's like it's for the chair look which there's like What's a thousand. Oh, the chair oh, There's the, a the chair that spins around, and those auditions, like you wear the same thing every day mm. for for those auditions. Oh, so it's in
2: Oh my god! <clears> yeah. See, this is the stuff that's yeah, like you don't see, hear and about. Then, like,
1: the star- so, see, this is what the this is what the artist doesn't know. It's like okay, he's probably gonna have to get. Two or three of those of exact thing. outfits that fit the exact same way, and mm. then the continuity. So they shoot it in a certain way, yeah. and if the so if the lapel or the is the, the wrong direction, yeah. So it has to be photographed and captured. And what then... if you get a pimple or something like in between,
2: and... <laughs> well, you get fired.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. off is. the show. I've had
0: like haircut in between and stuff, like, yeah. like as in
2: <gasps> just I to give it a trim,
0: um, just to give it a clean up, and okay. it's like looked a little different and it's um but it's i mean it's who cares
2: when did think, you scrap you know.
0: the afro was that a styling choice <clears throat> i was, that in was in his
2: decision because <laughs> that was signature like, it yeah. was but I,
0: I i found it it was it was during that time yeah when yeah. i was like
2: finding a new idea i don't i don't
0: yeah. want to draw attention to myself like yeah. like i've got a massive afro
1: <laughs> and
0: um it, it was just really full-on and i was struggling just yeah. with like i didn't I came off a TV show. I didn't want to be gimmicky, you know. Like yeah, there was yeah. go the fro was the big thing on oh, on dear. Idol, and and so I was like, I just don't. I don't want any gimmicks. Like I don't want people to look at my hair or look at the fact that I was on the show. I just want people to
2: listen to listen music. to my music. Like mm. just
0: judge me for that. And um and so I was all emo about it. And I was in the UK oh. and I thought I'll get it. I'll just get a short little fro, <laughs> like and, a baby fro. Yeah, like a little baby <laughs> fro. And then this dude just. Starts cutting and I see this massive clump just go oh my God. Poof, on the ground and I was like oh too br- late
1: <laughs> and then ah.
2: I didn't even say anything I just thought, I was like well he can't it back on it's gone and
1: disappointed yeah. on a lot of people I feel, I'm fascinated with that fro because. He never had a fro before Idol. Like, it wasn't really. Oh, my I, I never knew Guy to have big hair. He always kind of had really short, like this hair. So it was like a one-time thing. And then he just grew it. it. No, no, he grew no, no. it, like, right before Idol, and then he had the fro for Idol. And, and then it was fro, It just though. was, like, perfect timing.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> well, I, I had it a little bit before, so but it wasn't super froy Because I shaved my head and I looked like Gandhi or something, but pre, pre the, awesome. um, like, when he was starving himself um
2: oh yeah uh, and um nourished gandhi
0: i was a very nourished <laughs> it's a look gandhi. <laughs> it's, yeah, a, look. It it's a vibe
2: <laughs> i just looked
0: terrible with the shaved head and um and from that point I just didn't touch my hair. So it all, from a shaved head, grew out at the same length on the sides, everywhere. Oh, just
2: uniform Yeah, but then <laughs> I started doing this thing
0: where I'd twist it. Oh, Remember? yeah. Remember? That was ages. That like I'd, I'd do these no. little oh, like. she's not
2: happy. Nah, she's I'd not happy. crap
0: locks. <gasps> and um, so I'd just twist my curls into these little like crap locks and and um, it didn't look great. And then eventually i just let it go and it was just curly and it was oh, the afro. Wow. And then, and then it was Idol came along and it was like I'm. Discovered a fro comb and I was like. Wow.
2: Shut up, you didn't. In. In did you put the comb in? Not really. No, I don't oh, think so. I was <laughs> gonna say I remember that.
0: no nah, I would have done it just for fun. Yeah.
2: That's pretty gimmicky though. I mean, I feel like a fro comb is pretty <laughs> oh, yeah. gimmicky it's like <laughs> Fat Albert or something. But, um, <laughs> so tell us about the foundation. I love that you guys also have used your impact and success and journey towards a really beautiful legacy piece.
1: Yes, and that is very important to us. Mm. I feel like that's sort of the bottom line for us, and
2: I think that shows really strongly through both of your work, which is really beautiful.
1: Yeah, I think I, re- I do think that like with our chosen careers, even though you know it's music and fashion, I suppose mm. it's very people focused. Yeah, as Guy has mentioned, he that's what he does it for. He does it for people. He he wants to see people helped and moved and mm. better at the end of it. And same with me, like even though it's cl- clothing, it feels very kind of shallow. Level, But at the end of the day, you're making someone feel excellent. You're making them feel the best that they possibly can be. And there's something really special about that. And we love people, we really do. And Mm. Guy is exceptionally kind and patient with humans. Just he blows me away on a daily basis. Mm. He has the patience of a saint and he has time for everybody, doesn't matter who they are, Mm. what they're. Not okay. He's like, not everybody.
2: Not- <laughs> Most if someone's people. someone's delivering
0: food to me, and and they're an hour late. Oh, if yeah, it's okay. Food oh, this
2: hour. is the same rant. Mm. Same. We're rant. coming yeah. back
1: to the yeah. same rage r- is still there. I'm wrapping the in, in, it. Nothing this- back.
0: Yeah, just just with food.
1: But it wasn't that specific person's fault. It was just with the it, system. Who, it was the system. Yeah, the system. No,
0: I hate that person. I oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. i I'm, okay. sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding.
2: I know. I feel like you're <laughs> bad at taking compliments as well. Because <laughs> it's like sabotaging the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. no, no, I you do love take people. I love them. I'll, I'll take and that. And I think love that people. was
1: just really uh, important to us also to give back. Mm. We feel we have been given so much mm. and we just were like, we we want to we want to do something for for other people. Yeah. That's really important to us. We want to teach our kids that too. It's and not something all official. about
0: us. You know, like it, it was. It took a while to set up. It's like nine months of just paperwork and like mm. got to get external orders because we want to do it properly. An open Books Foundation. We yeah. want everyone to know exactly where money comes in and out. And it's like largely just a, a board run thing. We've got yeah. some really influential people on the board who just want to do good things. And you know, a couple of CEOs and a couple of People at work, you know, like Freedom Kitchens are on the board. Like, oh, Like man, I'm good yeah. friends with one of the people. And so we've done a number of kitchens in different shelters for domestic yeah. violence and, you know, women's it's shelters. It's very
2: project-based, isn't it? It's like
0: quite project-based. We're trying to move away from that a little bit. You know, we don't want to be known as a renovation foundation because that's <laughs> not what we are. We're a functional foundation yeah. and so we meet the needs where we're, you know, sometimes it's missed and, and yeah. that that can be just with funding that doesn't cover things that go wrong in some of these shelters to, to of course, some aesthetic stuff to make them beautiful, warm um, spaces. But also yeah. we've done renovations where they can let in, just in one shelter, they let in two extra people a night. Amazing. And, and, and if you work that out, obviously over, over a year, you know, it's 700-something people yeah. who are... Who were impacted by just one small renovation, and and um, I I don't know. I just think we've found a little niche when it comes to families who are who are in need and just a little little where we can make little differences. You know, we started out. We put hospital beds in, you know, parent beds in hospitals. We've mm. I supported um music therapy program. You know, we funded that. Oh, um, that's amazing. Uh, helped fund that for for a few years, and then um. You know, we've kind of done quite a few things. Domestic violence has been quite a a need where we just like can't keep up because we're always, I mean, we've always got projects on the go there, whether it's building a fence up north in the Northern Territory um, to keep, you know, women safe up there in an Indigenous shelter where, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're... Partners, you just go in and grab them because there's no fence around. It's yeah. something as simple as a fence, mm. but, but it makes it's a huge like
2: difference. you yeah. know,
0: like there's no, and it's very hard to raise money. So a lot of the times, I'm doing gigs or just doing stuff like where I'll get them to pay the foundation, or you know, it's sort of hard to fundraise because there's not a lot of that. You can't put a face to this stuff because there's abuse, and you can't give the addresses away, or mm. or you know, it's a very private thing. Um, so it's been it's been really rewarding and and we i feel like we've really done a great job of of maximizing any any money that comes in i mean we've got people on the board that do stuff for free green options or a landscaping they came in and did a whole like like in an indigenous um, shelter, they because they all do their stuff outside, um, oh. and all their um, like story time and, and, kids. and. Oh, it's all. Kids. Yeah. Oh, so they so did this weird. whole massive landscaping project there. They've done play areas so yeah. that kids can play in these playgrounds while the parents receive counselling and they don't have to talk in front of the kids about yeah, you gosh. know the struggles and. So just little things like that. It's it's been really rewarding. It's like
1: little things that make a big difference. I was going to say they're not little things. Yeah, and in like a things. playground is for ever really yeah. like mm-hmm. that That playground will be played on by generations yeah. of of kids that oh, might you need you know help and so i think those are the projects that we kind of lean towards where it feels small but it, it's affecting a lot of people yeah yeah so
0: but I'm, we're moving into a fairly like a fairly exciting space i i i really want to get in to to develop a program that that kind of gets in it at an earlier stage on a more holistic level, like, like mm. to, to kind of have a program in schools yeah. that really educates um, kids about mental health and about, about respect and about you know just to restore those moral foundations that I feel social media and, 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 and the the current landscape has stripped away yeah. for, for so many kids who yeah. don 't have solid um, home lives and solid um, you know and I think that and it 's equally as effective for parents because if there 's a a handbook that 's written by professionals and psychologists and and people who have researched the area in child psychology it's it's equipping parents to to deal with things of, on social media how do mm. i deal with bullying how do i deal with like um, cyber threats and, and and predators and and how do i deal with when should my kid get on social media and what how should i teach what should i teach them about you know like like to to put in the safe things in places but also foundational things in place when people try and rock them on social media or you know and and,
1: And that instilling value in yourself really and and what your cutoff point is to what you will and won't do what you what is you know what's too far all those things that it's like Mm. because how we grew up it's like I had very clear boundaries. Even at, like looking back as a as a young person, I was like, this is my box that I live in. This is <laughs> yeah. where you're allowed. And There's this is like how far I'll go. And, yeah. structure and, and I was yeah. stuck to my guns on that. And that came from having values and having a self-belief and a quiet confidence that I was worth it. And I was valued in the world. And this is this is my this is where I live. You had yeah. conviction. We I had conviction, and, and that's
0: that's the thing: that's conviction it. in your boundaries. And I yeah. think every parent just wishes that for their child. Mm. They they don't want their children to adapt or, or change because they're trying to fit into an environment. Yeah, they'd rather them be who they are and have conviction in who what makes them them mm, and their yeah. foundations, and and they can almost. Use that as a shield to to deflect anything that that their environment throws mm-hmm. at them, and that 's yeah, yeah. ultimately what I would love to get because then we you know the work we do in domestic violence shelters you, you, you i mean you get in at an early age and you you treat you, you tell women what they 're worth mm. and and what they should put up with the things to look out for in a relationship that leads to big warning signs that leads to abuse. But also on the flip side, teaching young kids and young boys to, um, you know, how to treat each other and Mm. how to treat women and 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 the things that are no goes, and having them themselves pull each other up on like, man, dude, that's just not cool. Yeah. Um, And so that's the ultimate goal, I think, is to work with some psychologists and and develop some kind of um, like booklet guide. um,
1: The guy guide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love me say
2: booklet like <laughs> But you know little, what like I mean? A homemade like e- little booklet. <laughs> no, but
0: but it's like something <laughs> with a little ring binder. <laughs> but something that's in the curriculum that, yeah. that is like—it's it's a
2: big chunk that's missing from early education. I yeah, think the I world has say. changed, and that's too the the fast the for the education changed. to yes. Yeah, it hasn't caught it's up. It's very right. difficult. Um, but you guys are already doing amazing work, and girls who glow—you know—the oh work with the young young teenagers at a time when you are most impressionable, and we didn't have to deal with that in our teen years. Yeah, it's mm. hard enough looking at other people's lives, let alone with being bombarded with the details I of imagine. everything.
1: I can't mm. imagine. I'm a fully-fledged grown-up and I struggle. I yeah. can't imagine being a 13-year-old. No, I was like, so. yeah, I remember being that age and <laughs> just a hot mess. Yeah, it's, without you know, all the pictures yeah, of other yeah. people's lives. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, you guys are so I better get a cool. haircut. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> Yes. It? <laughs> what is the time? It is oh, really 107.
1: Is right. Sam coming here? No.
0: No, no, no. I'm just going to go to the matriarchal oh, okay. and get that done. And then okay. I'll get Sam to do a top up right before filming. Okay. Um,
2: All right. Nice. Well, I'll finish up. <laughs> so, moving to the last two questions. Uh, the first one is What are the three interesting things about you that don't normally come up in interviews and conversations?
0: Mm. I feel like I've said a few of those. I as think you've probably as, actually done a, done a good people, run. People I don't feel very interesting. <laughs> no, because people generally are, are, for some reason, surprised that. Cricket, you said cricket. Cricket's a good one, Love yeah. cricket. Um, I, golf I, and
2: fishing, Golf one. and fishing,
0: I'm very obsessed with golf at the moment. I don't know why. Um, but I, yeah, people seem to be surprised when I tell them I was kind of in a medical field as far as. Um, I
2: think that's such a good one.
0: Well, I studied it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, wasn't, I, I only did, um, I did six months at the Royal Adelaide Hospital in, as part of um, studying and it was a massive eye-opener, especially with, mm. You know, being surrounded by cancer, I, I wanted to be in that world for the right reasons, but I just realised that it, it, I was I had to be in it in a different capacity. But yeah. that was that was that's unexpected, I think. And then yeah. maybe what else is unexpected? I mean, I I am. Do
2: you have any pet peeves or like favourite foods or weird quirky things that like only people that know you really well would know?
1: He loves those Asian treats that look like jelly, but they're like stacked on. You
0: know like they look Nanya. like rainbows, uh, yeah. what are they yeah. called I think it's
1: not tastes kind of like, like, like coconut it's like a
0: jelly No, it's called. like the layered jelly, and they do all different ones it's like um <laughs> well,
2: <that's laughs> he sees it's those. Like palm
0: sugar inside yeah. some of the green ones, and then there's like the jelly stuff oh, it's yeah. from Malaysia like we ate you a lot can't of them. not but bite. but food wise i mean i'm like. <sighs> Love food, yeah. I can tell, um, and love. if it comes late, like <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. that's a pet peeve, <laughs> <thief> right there. I <laughs> yeah. love cooking, actually. I think I
2: cooked,
0: I cooked one of my best meals last night.
2: Oh, there you hey. go. That he likes
1: cooking. Good cook. Oh, he's so good at Yeah, these. Jules is not the cook in this relationship, yeah, guys. Yes, yeah. By the way, that kitchen is wasted on me. It really Gross
0: is. Not kitchen. I mean, I love it. I cook a lot, I love it. He's, really last night it was He's like good a, at
2: everything. It's annoying. Yes, like I, can a, tell,
1: I can see this. <laughs> last night was
0: a good meal. It was like zoodles. But it, but it was. But I also put um, konjac noodles in as well. Oh, so, I love those. So there's zero carbs and and um, only in the vegetables. There was quite a few. I had had like a chickpea, these chickpea patties that I just mashed up Ooh, and fried up yum. with some fried onion. So i browned all these onions and cardamom and a few other spice. Like just a, a whole lot of different spices and... and um, I put some coconut lime, um, chili. He's like. Fancy. It was like no, this stuff was like. He's going master chef. This was like it came out. And he he really opens the good. fridge.
1: I open the fridge and I go, oh, I guess we're having toast. And he opens the fridge and something like that comes
2: out. It's just it's yeah, literally, I just cut full. up all this.
0: There was all this random stuff in the fridge. I was like, oh, I reckon I can make something with this.
2: He's like but composing I, in the kitchen. Yeah, but he I really is.
0: Um, so I love cooking. What
1: Love are your get, three, Jules? Yeah. Oh, I, I feel like the the going to the the con was a is a bit of a shock to people going like studying
2: music. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Like, and that you mm. sing. Do you guys ever sing together? Do you still sing together? We used together? to. Yeah. We used to. Yeah. You we should did, still. We did sing. a radio segment
0: recently, and, and um. He made me Jules sing. Jules was so he, nervous. Sing was, right now.
1: No, no. Yeah. That, oh. No, no. Please stop. is um, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic and Damn. interesting about me? Um, we
2: were talking about board games before. I'm yes. mad for a board game. Oh, so this it. is your play to you. Everyone
1: has something. Sequence.
2: Uh, yeah, sequence.
1: Right now, Do you know what? Sequence.
2: I just noticed that it's sequence. You know how yeah. I was making that joke about yeah. how it's a stylist game? I thought you said sequence. Yeah. No. And uh, I'm like, oh, we put pin the sequence on the dress. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, it's a card game. And I'm like, nice I don't it. there's no sequence involved in this game. What a, <laughs> what a terrible game. <laughs> My
1: ultimate night is like friends. <gasps> Food that has been cooked for me.
2: Rose, yep. rose, a cheese, cheese platter. platter yeah. I, heard, I knew about the cheese platter. That's amazing. She Is that your ideal date night as well? Cheese platters. I'm good That's at what a platter. she's
0: She's very good at platters. She
1: gets a platter. platter goals. <laughs>
2: so there's another but one. Does that, that make me a
1: complete bore?
2: I, I don't care. That's no, no, what I like. I'm so it makes makes me so boring. happy. But it's kind of like you get to that stage in life where you're like the boring things are the best. Bits. Best <laughs> going to bed early, oh, having a good night's sleep. It's crazy. Need to do that more. And last question, what are your favorite quotes? Rich. Oh, so many. Okay. I've got a little. Um, Mine this. is. I read
0: this yeah,
2: yesterday. Little quote books for you. You to don't get on the, the rainbow.
0: Oh, oh, you've got to put <laughs> up with the rain cute. if you want to see the rainbow. <laughs>
2: <Is> <laughs> that, that was really terrible ours? delivery, but a great it? quote. Oh. Oh, that's <laughs> I'm not really a, cute. I'm not
0: a real quote person.
2: No, you're not. I, am I? No Dolly pun what about like lyric lyric, your favorite lyric? Oh, yeah oh, that's good
0: um, favorite lyric um,
2: can be your own also actually, what's your favorite song that you've written
0: that I've written That's a tough one too. What do I normally say um, What
2: means the most
1: to you?
0: I love choir I love I, I love it, oh it my it's God, a poppy, it's a pop song, but I love it um, battle scars uh, I never get tired of singing battle scars. I love the progression. Um,
2: it's such a good song It's actually it, it, so weird To be sitting in front of it I'm like Wow It's guy. Like that, <laughs> that song Is <laughs> he this I brain I know It's a good Not song Not just sang it But like Thought it up Out of nowhere
0: That literally came out of nowhere That's That song I was, I was in In my car And this melody just came And I pulled over I got my, put it in my Voice notes And and I got to the session, and and I was like, oh, dude, I've got this idea, and I actually sung the words. These
1: battle scars don't fade not know gone away. That it was the voice note.
0: It was like those words all came out at
1: once.
0: and I wasn't thinking battle scars. I wasn't thinking of a theme. Like what? Sometimes, I, sometimes <laughs> I write out. these songs and I go. People are going to think
2: I'm they really emo, from? but I'm not. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. but also, <laughs> yeah. sometimes here and I think. What are you talking about? Is me? that a Sometimes different
0: word? Just come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but words will just come. That
1: girl walking walk, walk in the club, I was like, I don't really go to clubs, yeah. so <laughs> that,
2: that which is definitely girl are you not talking me. <laughs> about <laughs> Thanks for the flipbook.
1: I love oh, this. You're welcome. Wait, I need to show you my favorite quote. I was actually scrolling through my own Instagram yesterday. Oh. Do you ever do that? Oh, all the time. This is a
0: good one. Actually. Uh, all the time.
1: Is, I was going
2: quote. back through my own grid. What a loser, <laughs> amazing, babe. Um. I mean, we you do you, tickets? I mean, we spoke about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Backs myself. Um, it says stop trying. This changed my life. Like I know that that sounds very profound, but I was like, oh, my gosh. Quotes are life doing? Stop trying to prove things to people who aren't paying attention and who most likely don't care. And I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mic drop. I was like. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to stop that. Wow. From that day forward. You think people are watching and caring. They're not. Yeah. They're just caring about their own selves. Yeah.
2: Don't notice. Don't notice. Yeah, just get on with your life. Yeah. Ne- Except in maybe voices. in Guy's case, I feel like people are watching. Sometimes. Whether he's fishing or catching fish <laughs> oh, or yeah, there catching is that. fish. Mine, would be,
0: mine would, would be a version of that quote. Like if I had to think mm. of anything, it would be a version of, of that quote because mm. I think I think we're, we're so affected by the very small negative loud voice sometimes mm. in life and there's like a thousand people champion, championing you, there's a billion people that don't care um, and then there's Two people that that, uh, that that hate everything anyway, mm. and and we give them so much oxygen, and you know we can't even keep up with those thousand people. Or you know, we'll visit every one of them, or, or have a you know catch up with with the people that are actually for you. But we we've got time to like go.
2: Oh, you don't know me. Um, <laughs> shut up, idiot. It's like That's my favourite voice of me. all yeah. the voices. <laughs> you like, need to write a whole song in that voice. I It sounds like Cartman from uh, South Park. big mouth, thoughts That's his coronavirus voice. Yes, it is. Actually, i better write. <laughs> okay. Thank I'm you go so much, guys. I'm going to get a coronavirus. Much, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> As you heard, Guy's journey from Idol was such a big part of our childhood and it was surreal and a delight to get to chat with these two in person about the moments we were watching from the outside. What a special union they have and such good heads on their shoulders. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did and how cool was it to hear the beginnings of Battle Scars? Gosh, that voice please let them know if you enjoyed listening and share this episode tagging at Guy Sebastian and at Jewel Sebastian. Our guests adore seeing you respond to them showing a little bit more of themselves and I love seeing who's listening out there. And if you're enjoying the show generally, it would mean the world if you'd take a moment to leave a quick review so we can keep spreading the yay. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do as the next episode is another zinger and possibly the biggest guest we've had on so far, which is saying something after today. Hope you're having an amazing day and a seizing your yay.